Hey there. You got a bunch of leads, but too swamped to make heads or tails out of them? When it comes to sealing the deal, do you just throw out a number and hope for the best? Well, it's time to change that too. Welcome to the Million Dollar Pipeline Challenge, tailor-made for the home services and remodeling pros just like you. We're cutting through the clutter, showing you how to chat with your customers and nail your pitches and boost those conversions. No more guesswork, just solid strategies to grow your business. Tune in to transform your approach and let's build that million dollar pipeline together. Text the word money to 844-949-1984. That's the word money to 844-949-1984 to begin your million dollar pipeline challenge today. Welcome to Blue Collar BS, a podcast that busts the popular myth that we can't find good people, highlighting how the different generations of today, the boomers, Gen X, millennials, and Gen Z are redefining work so that the industrial revolution that started in the U.S. stays in the U.S. The Blue Collar BS podcast helps blue collar business owners like you build a business that'll thrive for decades to come by turning that blue collar bullshit into some blue collar business solutions. In this episode, you're going to learn you know, what bus are you driving and what bus are you riding, purpose and clarity, have meaning, the disconnect between leaders and non-leaders, and a marketing technique, hello, here I am. Our guest today is John Hibbs, who is driven to build effective teams by using data to confirm the instincts. Giving people purpose is easier than you think. We hope you enjoy the show. And back to the show, my friend, Brad Zernas. How are you doing today? I am absolutely wonderful, Mr. Stephen Doyle. It is a great day here in Wisconsin. Sunny, uh, 70s, fall is in the air. But uh, today is one of those summer, summer-like days that we know we're going to have very few left. So, yep. Time to do Oh, it's great. It's an overcast day. It's a great fall day here in Michigan. So definitely loving it. This is my kind of weather. So I'm I'm thoroughly tickled pink right now. It's just a great day. Tickled pink. Perfect. Awesome. I can't, I can't wait to see how this show goes. Who's on the show today, Brad? Who's on the show today? So today we are honored to have our first non-North American continent guest here, John Hibbs, who is part of Coefficient. He and I met through networking in some way, shape, or form on LinkedIn or an email connection through somebody or whatever. And what they do from data collection analysis and culture and and understanding behavior is absolutely freaking amazing. And I am super excited to have a friend from overseas in England spending a Friday evening, his Friday evening to be here for us on a Friday afternoon to talk to us schlumps, to bring us halfway around the world to this episode of Blue Collar BS. John Hibbs, thank you so much for being here today. Uh, Well, it's a pleasure to be here, guys. There's, there is um, nowhere else I'd, I'd rather be on a Friday night at 9 p.m. So um, that's a lie, that. and we know it, but we appreciate we appreciate we the you, John. We appreciate. So I was just going to say, I'm honoured, honoured that I'm your first non-US guest. I think uh, it's um, no, it's I, great. I didn't say non-US. Oh, I said so you North did. American North, North American, you mm-hmm. did. You did. <laughs> yeah. It is Ryder Cup weekend. I don't know if you're a golfer, John, or pay attention to any of that stuff. Uh, I, yes, it's it's, right it's now, not going so. well for you guys, is it? Um, no, it's not. But it, but it's 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 early days. It's early days. A lot, a lot can still happen. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna get our ass kicked. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> 
right. I'm going to go ahead, Steve. Before I get interrupted by Brad again, and I forget, uh, John, which generation do you best fit in with? Well, I, I'm i a, a Gen X. Awesome. So, um, I'm a fast approaching 50. Never thought I'd get here. Um, um, <laughs> but, but here we are. Here we are. You know, I'm still alive. Awesome. So go ahead, Brad. Go. Wow. Thank you, Steve. For that one right now. So still alive. Huh. Okay, good. That's a good thing. So in your in your um release form information we asked for prior to the show, one of the things you said that was really intriguing to me about approaching different people and in different industries to give them a purpose and it's easier than you think. Mm. So within your uh, application of of coefficient and things like that. Can you expand upon what that give them a purpose and and how it's might be easier to give people a purpose than you think? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I think um, just a couple of things that need to come before that is that you know if so coefficient measures organizational performance and it does it across all sectors. And what we have to remember is that whatever sector you're in. Every single business, every single organization is simply a group of people. That's all they are. It's a group of people trying to rub along to try to benefit another group of people. They happen to call that group their customers. And what businesses measure to define their success is how much money they make, which is odd. They don't often actually define their success by how well they've improved the world for their customers it's a, it's a byproduct of that, how much money they've made, which means that we, we have fallen into this society where business is all about making money. And as long as we're making money, then everything's fine. And, and I think that misses one of the fundamental points of, of running a business, which is actually the, the, the money's great, but it's a byproduct of what you're re, you really set out business to do. And right. if you think about... Um, there's a there's a stat I'm sure you guys know it. Seventy seven percent of people are disengaged at work, according to the Gallup Global Survey. Now, now that is a shockingly high stat because what that actually means is a four out of five people are turning up to work just for a salary, not to do something they're passionate about, they believe so, in, or, or even they enjoy. So here's so here's what I'm going to uh, I guess, and and I struggle with the word engagement. Yeah. Right. Because it's a hard thing to measure. And I yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. For, for my own experience, most engagement surveys that I've seen or been part of have been discussing morale, mm -hmm. not engagement. And in my opinion, those two things are very, very different. I can be a very engaged employee with shitty morale, or I can have great morale and be completely disengaged. Yeah. So actually, Gallup define engagement as emotionally or disengagement as emotionally disconnected from the workplaces, um, and it. But it is. I it's like a that, really. I like that definition. I appreciate that. Thank you for clarification. But you. But you're right. And actually, coefficient. We don't measure engagement. We actually measure um, how star um, are feeling about performance of the business across many different metrics. Um, but anyway, it's a sort of a broad brush um you know, gallop is saying this you know four out of five people don't really want to be at work aren't enjoying work etc cetera, etc cetera. now we know just from being human beings 
the stuff we enjoy doing, stuff we're passionate about, you know, our hobbies, our sports, our families, or whatever it, or even sometimes our work, whatever it is, if we like what we're doing, we're just we're going to do it even if we don't get paid. Sometimes we're going to enjoy what we're doing. We're going to um, give a little bit more. We're going to be more into it and and, and more passionate, and more engaged. Now, that's why we do we, this show, Jack, because we are just passionate about the show. It's not about the money. <laughs> well, this, well, this is why this is why I'm staying up at nine nine p.m. on a Friday night because I'm passionate about you guys and what you're doing. Yeah. And um, <laughs> the um, but it, if we think about if you're turning up to work just for a paycheck, then you don't really care about what you're doing. And I feel that that has got something to do with the fact that businesses now are just saying, "Hey, we're just here to make money." Now, I know that a lot of people really do want to make a, a difference in the world to some degree, and, and 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 being able to serve is a huge privilege. And if businesses don't articulate who they're serving and why they're doing it, then we end up with people jumping into businesses or getting into businesses without really understanding what business they're getting into. You know, now right. um, there's a great there's a great analogy I heard about. Let's imagine the three of us are we we live in some little town in America. And it's kind of okay, but we have like dreams of getting out. And you two guys are the, are the party animals. You want to go to Vegas. You love Vegas, and you and you want to go and party. And and I'm the I'm the boring guy. And all I want to do is read books. I want to go to the to a great library. And, 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 and um and this and this bus pulls up, but the bus does has has no description of where it's going. Um, it's got blacked out windows. We don't know what the bus is or anything like that, or or who's on board. So anyway, we all want to leave the town. So we all get on the bus together, and lo and behold, it's party bus going straight straight to Vegas. You two are having the time of your life. Couldn't be happier. I'm like, <laughs> damn it, I've got on the wrong bus. If this bus had been clearer about where it was going and how it was going to get there, I could have gone, you know what, guys? It's been great hanging out with you in our boring town, but you, you go off and, and you get on this bus, I'll wait for the next one. And very often companies aren't clear about their their true purpose and if they are then over time you attract the right type of people to you and this all comes down to to uh branding and perception and marketing and who you are and who you are as a business and who we are as individuals as well now i gave um i do a talk it's called the secret of life and um i do it to companies occasionally but sometimes um i go into schools and i, I give it in schools and part of the process is i talk about marketing and about 10 years ago, I asked a bunch of 11, I'm talking about marketing. And I thought, crikey, these kids won't know what marketing means. So <laughs> I, I said to these bunch of 11-year-olds, I, <laughs> I said, does anyone know what marketing means? And this one little girl put her hand up and she said, yes, I know what marketing means. Um, it means being able to say, hello, here I am. And I was almost stopped in my tracks because I was like, damn, it's the best definition of marketing I've ever heard. Because yep. I think... As, as businesses and as human beings, if we can be genuine and authentic um, and stand on the street and say, hello, this is me, this is, this is what I believe in, this is what I'm doing, this is what I stand for, then guess what? People will hear that and people who like that and align that will come over for a chat. So, I mean, as, as, as you know, Brad, Coefficient is, we're only just over a year old, we're in startup mode. We've actually got 10 people working for us for free. Like they're not earning any money what? because they believe in what we're doing they, because they believe in what we're doing. Cause all I do is I stand up and I talk about it and I talk about, 
you know, the good that we want to, to do in the world, the fact that if we improve businesses, we not only improve businesses, we improve communities because the two are so closely linked. And, you know, we're building our tribe. Now, the goal is, the aim is that we will pay everyone eventually. And um, you know, no, I don't think anyone's going to, no one's going to work for free forever. But they're like, look, I'm into this. Can I help? Yes. Let's, let's see if we can all work together and get there quicker. That's very interesting. Just on the whole con- concept of how people are buying into your purpose. So let's just let's just dissect that a little bit more. People yeah, are buying into your, yeah, right. They're they're buying into your purpose, your why for the business. So, if you don't mind sharing, like their their dynamics from a generation standpoint, are we talking? Are they younger people buying into the purpose? Are they kind of all different age groups? They're all different age groups. So and I don't I. I'm sorry, I don't know all of the different um, demographic groupings. So I'm 48, probably the oldest guy who's who's buying in and is part of the the company is early 60s. It's a boomer. And the, and, She's a boomer. And the boomer, um, plenty of Gen X and a bunch of millennials. Yeah, the youngest is probably just turned 30. The youngest is just turned 30. Okay, that'd be the young side. That'd be the second half of the millennial generation. Yeah, yeah. That... we're really clear with um with the why. Yeah, and I'm sure you've mm-hmm. all read Simon Sinek's book. Start with yep. why, and you yep. know, I, I think if people haven't read it, they really should. It's a fantastic book. We're we're really clear. So businesses are just groups of humans. Um, the humans in an organization know everything. They 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 literally know everything. Who's cool? Who's not? What's working? What isn't working? People inside the if, if you can change the culture and get get the right type of people inside your organization, not only is it better for the organization and people who are more engaged are more productive, mm-hmm. companies that are more productive are more profitable. Profitable companies get to do two amazing things. They get to pay their staff, and when you pay a member of staff, you usually contribute to a family, but you also get to pay taxes. And it, it's not very cool. People don't think it's cool to pay taxes, but I think it's really cool to pay yeah. taxes because – Absolutely. You're 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 helping to educate everybody and the future. You're helping to look after people who can't look after themselves, and you're helping to build the environment for us all to thrive. Mm-hmm. But also, those people go home um, at the end of the shift every every day, and they go home to their families. And we know there's been studies done: workers who are less stressed and and feel like a more belonging at work, and all those positive things, take that home to their families. Happy families become the happy communities, which is not only where you and I live. But where we go to to employ people, so right. it's a it's a massive win win. And then the last piece of the puzzle is just think about just this amazing world we live in. Like, I mean, it is absolutely amazing. You, the three of us here are talking thousands of miles apart, like buddies, crystal clear. We've all got food in our tummies. You know, we've got a, we've got a, a cupboard in our kitchens powered by electricity, which is like ice cold to keep beer and food in. I mean. It's this is magical stuff, right? <laughs> and th- this amazing world that we live in has only been possible because of the legacy of two thousand years of people just like us with the same hopes and fears and anxieties, but with a lot less resor- resources than us and 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 far worse communication, um, making the world better, creating things, right. building things, um, exploring, discovering things, working together, making mistakes, picking themselves back up again. And I have a have a very real sense of we've got our arms locked in with those guys to the past. And we've also got our arms linked so, with so I just came future back generations. From, and 
So, John, I just came back from uh, a yeah. trip over to Greece uh, last week, and and okay, went into fantastic. Turkey. And so, over in Athens, Greece, Mykonos, Milos, uh, Kudashi, you know, all these. So, seeing shit that's two thousand, three thousand, yeah. four thousand, yeah. six thousand years old, and communities that were built back then, and like without all the tools and things that we have today, I'm going. Those guys were really. Those people were really smart. And really dedicated, and they built yeah. a sense of purpose and community. And I'm like, where did we go wrong over these thousands of years of evolution to not be able to still have some of those things move us and propel us forward as a as a community versus as individuals? And I guess that would be a question to have as you go through your survey and your data and things like that. Are you able to identify for an organization uh, folks that are looking for individualization versus community and purpose? So, um, yes, we do kind of touch on those things. Um, a, a, a sense of belonging is really important. A sense of community is really important. We know that connection, um, giving, um, a sense of self-improvement um, and improvement of the whole is, is really important for mental well-being. Um, so we, we, we are able to measure those things. Um, but what I suppose one of the, the the largest things that we've discovered um, in in the last you know, year or just over a year of all the companies that we've worked with is it, it doesn't really matter what sector you're in. We've done construction, we've done healthcare, we've done all sorts of things. There's what we see most of is huge disconnects between different groups inside an organization. And it's usually the leaders or the managers or the partners or the directors thinking very differently to all the staff. And it's, it's cross-generational staff. There's it, huge disconnects. And of course, where we see those disconnects, we see things like poor communications, negative energy, inefficiencies. We then partner with business coaches and consultants to, to, close up, to help close up those gaps and start asking the questions. Look, what information you've scored this very differently to other people. So, what do you know that you're not sharing with other people? Because if they knew what you knew, there's a chance you might arrive at the same answers, but you haven't. So, let's start opening up those conversations. A lot, a, a, any group of people trying to work together, it's, it's a lot of it comes down to communication and building good relationships. It, it's all communication and expectations. Mm. I've got a client right now that we're going through a bunch of change management stuff and. We're talking through it and like you guys now you get the leaders are four miles ahead of everybody else because they already have it planned. They've been talking about and going through it and the individual employees on the floor, they they get the bits and pieces of information versus mm. coming on the same journey. Right. The, the bus that they're on is four stops behind the bus mm. that the leaders are on mm. and, and, and they're wondering why it's yeah. not working so well. Huh. Yeah. Can't imagine why. Yeah. So that of course, that comes down mm. to communication. You're absolutely right. The other thing that I think it comes down to is trust. And we know that we've got declining trust around the world in, you know, uh, in each other and the institutions that um, create the environments that we live in. There's a, there's a website, the Edelman Trust Barometer, which is um, always slightly depressing to go and look it up. But, um, and, and I find that really, really interesting because actually trust forms an inherent part of all of our lives if we think about the things that really bind us together like money for example 
I play a game sometimes with people I, in, or when I'm doing talks and I hold up like, uh, well, in, in the UK, it's a, a five pound note or something, but in the States, it would be some dollars. And I say, and I, and I hold it in the air and I say, like, the first person to tell me what this five pound note is gets to keep it. And of course, everyone shouts out, it's money, it's money, it's, it's five pounds or something. And eventually some bright spark will go, it's a piece of paper. And, you know, they're absolutely right. <laughs> and, and nobody yeah. ever has ever seen any money. Because money doesn't exist. It's a human construct. We use bits of paper, what we call fiat money, to, to represent money. And actually, most of the time now, we're just using numbers on a computer screen. And the, whole, mm-hmm. the only reason we believe in paper money mm-hmm. is because we as a society believe in money. The whole thing just falls apart without trust. And So, so John, you, you mentioned the Edelman thing. So I just went to the Edelman thing, and you are yeah. – you are ep- Economic optimism on this uh, site here, 2019, 53%, 2022, 50%, 2023, 40%. So thank you for promoting the fact that <laughs> the economic optimism is collapsing because we only believe in the money because we've said we believe in it. So, mm-hmm. so yeah. thanks for helping that go down further, John. I appreciate <laughs> it. Um, yeah, I said it was depressing uh, viewing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm not, I'm not saving this. I'm not bookmarking this site. Thank no. you. So, John, one of the things that you talked about, and I kind of want to get a little bit more insight on, is can we go a little bit deeper on the disconnect between leaders and non-leaders? Mm-hmm. Like, can we categorize or kind of just talk a little bit more in detail on what it is that we're seeing as the disconnect? On our platform, we, we measure a whole host of things. So we measure, measure psychological safety. We, we measure trust. Um, Measure values, purpose, um, communication, all these sorts, many things like this, uh, a mm-hmm. sense of belonging. All of those scores are usually high for the leaders, and usually mm-hmm. not as high for the for the for the others. So, you know, leadership people will r- rank their own leadership skills and integrity and trust really highly, and others staff members won't and we see things mm-hmm. like staff members saying things like they don't feel acknowledged mm-hmm. there's there's limited support measures in place when they feel um overwhelmed people aren't civil and respectful and all of these things that the, the leaders are saying no we think everyone's civil and respectful <laughs> and um and there's great support measures in place um it is very interesting when you start seeing these these things come out in black and white or in our in our case red and green graphs and numbers right yes and and your graphs and numbers are amazing so i guess to help our audience understand exactly what coefficient is doing can you maybe walk us through briefly uh what an engagement looks like with coefficient um because we may have some folks on you know what is needed what's required because we may have some folks listening that go huh how do i find out because your analogy of the bus to las vegas for us I think mm-hmm. resonates really, really well from a leadership perspective as to what bus are they driving? Yep. And, and who, what are the people looking for? And that's, that's real. And I think your analogy there really makes it very simple for us to understand. So I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. So if you could help us uh, maybe. Yeah. Give us Thank you. So if anyone who's a leader of, of an organization will have a gut feel of what's going on. And if your gut feel is kind of going, no, this just feels a bit sluggish. I just kind of get the sense that you know, not everything's humming along nicely. 
then those we love people's instincts we love them but actually data sets you free from having to guess so this is why it's, it's so powerful and the more hearts and minds you can get in your data pool usually the better the data is so what um, coefficient does is it actually helps organizations become more profitable by improving things like you know efficiency and communication and all that stuff first of all we collect the data we do that in a, in, in a really clever way we've got some amazing clever data scientists that, that work for us that are able to collect data out of humans treat it really um, really well with high levels of integrity and display it in really usable ways we always always partner with business coaches consultants hr specialists that's really the route into coefficient and we do that because data by itself doesn't solve anything it's like you know you go to the doctor he takes your takes your temperature or sticks you in an mri scanner or something doesn't tell you what to do next just gives you facts right you need you need a, a human interpreter for that so we use these human interpret in interpreters um, who, who I hope usually are familiar with the businesses already, and then they can translate that data into into actions for that to, tailored for that business. And what we're seeing with with companies that are engaging with us and are then engaging with their coaches and their consultants and making positive change, we're seeing great results. Their coefficient scores are going up, their revenues increasing, and you know when you have all that positive energy then the relationships improve. And when the relationships improve, people feel better. And when people feel better, they perform better. And it's a it's a lovely virtuous mm-hmm. circle and spiral up we go. So it sounds like coefficient is potentially the anti-Edelman um, index. Yeah, <laughs> I hope so. That's, a, right? That's what it sounds I'm gonna, like to I'm going to steal that, Brad, for my marketing. Perfect. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it's the anti-Edelman index that is showing all this negativity. We are trying to show the positivity within coefficient and and building that up with purpose and intent and and driving intent with meaning and connection versus just making money. And that's uh, that's a fantastic place. I am an optimistic guy. I will say that we watch the news and all we hear is bad stories. That's why I don't you know, anymore. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's it, it's 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 awful and. Um, but I've spent the last 12 months meeting people all over the world. I've met about 800 people, I suppose. Out of that 800, I've met three that I thought, ah, these people just don't get life. The other 797 ha- are all amazing. They're, we're in the, we're you know, they're, in the they're, 97 categories. And it's true. There's so much, so many good people out there who are just quietly getting on with doing good things and playing their part of trying to make the world a little bit better. As current custodians of this amazing world, I think it's our privilege to try to leave the world a slightly better place than we found it. And I think that mm-hmm. by working together, we have a much, much better chance of achieving that. That rather than looking after number one, you know, take, take, taking, and making sure number one's all right, I think if we can live in a, in a giving world then actually that, that giving circles around um, and, and we end up building much, much better communities. I agree with that whole principle for sure. Mm-hmm. No, that was totally agree with, with everything that John just summarized and said. It's, it's and, and, so and so cool. I think a lot of the time we, we're just not thinking big enough. 
like we're not reframing the mm -hmm. world we live in. We're like we we live in these little siloed buckets. Like you know, this is my town. This is my family. This is the 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 blinkered job that I've got. And 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 um, corporations are really bad at, at engineering this. They they don't they never say, hey, we want a a, a, a broad thinker that's going to think across many different aspects of this company. They no, they don't. We, they say we want like an accountant to fit in this box here. And don't look mm -hmm. in outside of this cubicle. Just get on with these numbers that we put in front of you. Or we want someone in the production line to go in in here and fix this. It it leads to a world where we don't reframe it and think about how it is all interconnected. Right. And of course, of course, what you what you do and how you speak and how you are affects your listeners and affects me and how and what I say affects you and my family and my kids and then their friends and their friends' parents and round and round it goes. Right. Mm -hmm. It's a pebble in the pond, right? It's doing all those little things yeah. to have an impact. So when we when, when our show reaches all those leaders that, that go, hey, yes, this is very cool, John, how do they find out, one, to connect with you to get that positive energy and that influx of, of just good human nature that you that you bring and exude and learn more about coefficient? How do people find you? Where do we get a hold of you? Where do we start to make those connections? So, um, the easiest way is just put in John Hibbs coefficient into Google, and I just pop up like magic. And um, <laughs> I, I, I love LinkedIn, so I'm I'm on LinkedIn. Please, uh, if you, I'd be thrilled if you connected with me on LinkedIn. Uh, I'd, I'd be very, really happy about that. You can go and visit our website, uh, coefficient-solutions.com. Those are t the two best ways. All right, cool. Thank you so much for taking a Friday evening to spend with us for you know a little bit versus spending it with your family. Um, and thank you for being our first non-North American continent guest. Pleasure. When, this show, when this show releases, and uh, we're hoping, uh, I would expect to see a big bump over in the UK and England with all of the connections you may have on that side of the pond for us. So yeah, looking very forward to it. I appreciate it. Yeah, look, guys, it's been a it's been a pleasure, and um, thank you very much. And and thank you for all you're doing to help organizations um, understand the value of people and understand that people are our greatest asset, regardless of how much automation we try to put into the world mm -hmm. and AI and all those other things. It still comes down to people. One hundred percent. Thank you very much, John. Thanks, John. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Blue Collar BS, brought to you by Vision Forward Business Solutions and Professional Business Coaching Inc. If you'd like to learn more on today's topic, just reach out to Steve Doyle or myself, Brad Herta. Please like, share, rate, and review this show as feedback is the only way we can get better. Let's keep blue-collar businesses strong for generations to come.